Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. You need a strategy that is fluid enough to move with the ebbs and the flows that's happening in today's world. For over two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. We want to make sure that you create an income plan that is going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Hello again. Welcome to the weekend and the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam Lang is here with us once again. My name is Randy Cook. I look forward to this time each and every week because... I learn things. I learn things about what's going on out there and get some good takes from Sam and the team and talk about what we might be able to do to prepare for our retirement and what we might do about what's going on right now, because there certainly is a lot out there. Sam, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. And every week there's a lot out there. To your point, I I love doing this show. I really look forward to it. You know, it sort of breaks up the week a little bit. But at the same time, there's so much to talk about and so much to sort of dispel to our radio listeners and, um, you know, have fun and enjoy being with you, too. You know, one of the things about planning for retirement, Sam, that makes people nervous and actually makes them avoid it, too, is there's just so much to take into consideration. You know, we talk about markets and we talk about taxes and we talk about longevity and we talk about long term care, all these different things out there. And then we look at the news and there's so much other things out there that are getting in the way of, of our success. And, you know, looking at the headlines right now, it's it's a little bit concerning because it reminds me of some things during 2008. Banks failing. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we can all take a deep breath and uh, we should talk about it. But to your point, yes, there's lots in the news. you got the debt ceiling, you know, fiasco. You have, um, you know, just general politics. You have government relations, you have, you know, the stock market every single week, either up or down. But recently, we've had some bank failures, and we're getting calls from existing clients and radio listeners. Hey, you know, what's what's going on? Should I be concerned? Do I have too much money in the bank? So, yeah, it's on people's minds. As I was doing news talk radio during 2008, I learned a lot about the banks that failed. And I found, you know, as you drive down your your street and you see, you know, a big name bank, a Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, you see that, you know those names. And then you'll see what I would refer to, I'm using my air quotes here, as off-brands. There's, there's banks there that you've never heard of, and they're there for a specific purpose. And these are those regional banks, and these are the ones that are failing, Sam. So what's the problem here? What What's going on? Why? Why are these banks failing? What what can you tell us? Well, you know, Silicon Valley Bank in March, I think it was March 10th or thereabouts, failed, right? They, I mean, it happened so quickly. It was on a Friday. And essentially what happened was, and to your point, that's a regional bank. Mm-hmm. You know, Silicon Valley, uh, next I think in line was Signature Bank, and then recently First Republic. These are all regional banks. And, you know, the government has really pushed people to think about moving monies to the larger banks like J.P. Morgan and Bank of America, because they're too, quote-unquote, too big to fail. Okay. You know? And if you think about some of the larger banks, I mean, if J.P. Morgan failed, I mean, J.P. Morgan has like $3 trillion in assets, I mean, I think we'd be in big trouble. So the, the government's not going to allow that. And with Silicon Valley Bank, you know, the FDIC stepped in and to sort of to, to make sure that there wasn't a panic, they said, hey, you know, anybody that has money here, more than $250,000, We'll take care of it. We're mm-hmm. going to eat it up. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Silicon Valley Bank, and I think it's very isolated, is because they're a bank that had a really niche. They catered and served the Silicon Valley area, but mostly venture capital-backed companies. Mm-hmm. Um, most banks that I'm aware of, you know, they don't have that type of a niche. You know, I, I have a very good friend that's in the banking world here in Boston, publicly traded bank, but they're a community bank. And a community bank, you know, lends to the community. You know, the guy down the street's buying a new house or a new car. Somebody's starting up a small business. Maybe you have some savings. You want to open up a CD. That's quite different. And then also, you know, you have some banks that have not only FDIC, but they have DIF, D-I-F, which is Depositors Insurance Fund. And it insures anything over the $250,000. Not all banks have that. Uh, Mostly some of the smaller and, and some of the regional, smaller regional banks. If you get too large, actually DIFF has an exit strategy for you to sort of disinvite you as part of the program and you're out of it. So they, they cater to some of the smaller 
smaller banks. But I think in general, listen, banks are the backbone of American savings. And I wouldn't really worry too, too much about it. You know, that said, people should be aware of it. There could be other banks down the road that might have some trouble. You know, Moody's is is a rating agency. It's reported that they've been watching several banks and institutions with, quote, unquote, potential problems. Um, You can go on the FDIC website and, you know, they have certain banks that they have instead of just maybe one exam, there's multiple exams. I I think they've sort of really heightened the exam process. Mm -hmm. There is such a thing as a troubled bank list, but for obvious reasons, it's confidential because they don't want, you know, run on the bank. So, but yeah, there there are probably going to be other banks down the road that you'll see in the headlines that won't be open for business the next day. So we have talked a lot on the show about, you know, in the stock market, the things that are doing well, the sectors that are doing well and the sectors that aren't. And one of the reasons that the market has kind of been down is because tech has been down and Signature Bank was heavily involved in helping tech startups. So you see the correlation right there. But Sam, I remember after 2008, they put a lot of regulations in place so that we wouldn't have all these bank failures. Now we're starting to see that. Tell me a little bit about the the protections that they put in place. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't really make a ton of sense for me because these protections, these level of protections, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, Randy, it's not that that tough. It's not that high. So the Consumer Protection Act imposes something called risk-based capital requirements, not only on banks, but in other industries like insurance companies, you know, safe places, right? People that say, hey, you know what, I want to put my money in a safe place. Where can I go? So they put these what they call capital, risk-based capital requirements in, and it's part of that Dodd-Frank reform. Mm -hmm. And just to put into perspective, previous to 2008, the financial fiasco, a lot of people that are listening are not going to believe what I'm saying, but it's it's the facts. The risk-based capital requirements imposed on banks – and I'll play this game with you, Randy. So if you gave the bank a, say, $100, okay. how much do they have to set aside, put in the back room, just in case Randy Cook comes back tomorrow and says, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. Give me that $100 back. Yeah, I would hope it would be at least $100. <laughs> Pre-2008, get yeah. this, it was 5%. No kidding. Yes. So if you gave them $100... They could lend out $95. Wow. If you gave them a million dollars, they could lend out $950,000. Right? So if you think about that, well, where's the safety net there? You know, Mm -hmm. because what if they lent out money to a lot of people that didn't pay the loans back? What if they bought long-term treasuries and people redeemed their money and needed their money, like a Silicon Valley bank problem, and interest rates went up? So these treasuries, the face value went down and they had to say, you know what, Randy wants his money back. So Mm -hmm. we got to go sell these bonds. Well, if you have 95 percent of your money out there, you know, there could be some risks involved. Mm -hmm. So after 2008, that requirement, ready, get this, went from 5 percent to 8 percent. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. It's not like it went from 5 percent to 80 percent. I thought you were going to say 110 percent. Yeah. So that's where I think a lot of people, as we have discussions in the last few months, we've had some discussions with clients and it's really eye opening to say, hey, you know what? It's not as maybe as safe as I think it is, because, you know, part of the problem is from the top down, they don't require you to have as much safety net as possible in the back room. And then people say, well, you know, the FDIC will step in. And that's 100% true. But think about that. This FDIC is an insurance company. It's one insurance company insuring every bank in America, Mm -hmm. right? So if we have a real big problem, you know, you got to wonder if the FDIC can absorb all that. I mean, traditionally, where you can put money in a safe place has always been thought of, well, banks and insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies actually have a much more stringent higher standard of risk-based capital. Um, Most companies that, you know, we take a look at to see if it's a good fit, either whether it's a bank or an insurance company for people looking to put money into someplace safe, the solvency ratio 
for many of the companies that we say, hey, you know what, it's a, it's, it's a good place. Some of the companies that we look at to do business with, the solvency ratios between 104 to 107 percent. Their like risk that. based capital, <laughs> like that, yeah, better. <laughs> their risk based capital is like three to four hundred percent. So, meaning, it's in, in plain English, it means if a company had to give everybody all their money back, pay all the bills, all the salaries, all the taxes, everything that's due, they would still have a surplus. And that's really what you want to think about: is hey, where can I go to put my money in? That's in a safe place. But getting back to sort of the headlines. There's only been three banks that have gone under. There might be more. Who knows? Let's hope there is not another, you know, 2008, repeat of 2008. But just understand, safe means safe, and you should think about that as you go into retirement. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang. And today we're talking about these bank failures. Should you be concerned about it? Should you move your money away from the bank that you're in? We're going to be dealing with that today and all the different risks that are involved, perhaps with having your money in the bank. I mean, there's only about four places where you can put your money. Stock market, insurance companies, real estate, and the bank. And now we've got these question marks over that particular area. And Sam, when we start to go through this, it's just there's just a lot of information to process you know you watch the headlines and then all these question marks come up and you say well what do i do it is kind of confusing isn't it Mm -hmm. you know there's so many questions you know how do i get the answer and that's really why we have this show here to talk about things that are important today and hopefully give you some sort of insider insight as to what some of the options are and we say time and time today's retirement is is different it's different than when my dad retired, my grandfather retired, and the rules are very different. So we really need a strategy and a plan that is fluid enough to sort of move with the ebbs and the flows that are happening in today's world. Which is why we have this show and where Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners comes in. Yeah, we love to answer your questions regarding sort of banks and other things that are important in retirement, like lowering a tax bill? You know, how do I layer in protection to some of my savings? You know, how do I maybe invest smarter? How do I replace my paycheck that's going to stop two years from now? So all of those things are truly important as you get into the phase of the sort of the second stage of life, which is retirement. It has been a part of our conversation here on the show that with these interest rates going up, CDs are looking pretty good. I-bonds are looking pretty good. But those are bank-related things, and now we find out that banks are failing. So, Sam, we need to know what to do about that. We're going to handle a lot of that in our next segment of what our next steps are here. But in the meantime, if people want to sit down and talk to you about it, what do they do? Very simple. You can give us a call, 617-440-9365. Tell the operator you'd like to have a conversation with us. We can set up a 15-minute call to talk about sort of what your situation is and then really give us a both an opportunity to make sure that your particular situation, your unique situation, matches our expertise. You can also go online at 365retirement.com to schedule your call there. 617-440-9365, or as Sam said, use our our website real easy there, 365retirement.com. We want to make sure that you have the retirement that you want, and when things like this get in the way, you wonder and you need somebody to talk to. That's why we are here at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. We'll continue the conversation and talk about how this affects you, what you can do about it, coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. You buy car insurance in case of an accident. You buy homeowner's insurance in case of a fire. Now, it might not happen, but you just don't know. This is Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And when people ask me where the stock market is going, I can honestly say, I just don't know. But that doesn't mean you can't be prepared. Our 365 retirement plan is built for all the variables that we're currently dealing with, like inflation, taxes, interest rates, and up and down markets. It's designed to take the, I just don't know, out of the equation and replace it with, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. If you don't know if your money's going to last through a 25-year retirement, call us to set up a complimentary 15-minute strategy call. 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan from Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, working every day of the year so you don't have to. 
Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. And that's exactly what it sounds like. If you're listening on the radio, thank you so much. If you got to get out of the car or you're, you won't be able to listen to the entire show, that's okay. It's all on our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Just look us up there at the 365 Retirement Radio Show. So, Sam, as we've been watching these headlines and some of these banks have gone down, which is what we're talking about on the show today, I remember Warren Buffett used to say, you know, when times get tough, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming naked, which is a, <laughs> such a great quote. That's very, very true, isn't it? So that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing when times get tough and, you know, the, the sector that the banks were invested in kind of went down and all of a sudden some of them are starting to fail. So uh, we talk about on this show all the time, reduce your risk, reduce your risk, reduce your risk. I don't think the banks were listening to us, Sam. Yeah. You know, when Warren Buffett said that, he, what he's saying is when you have adverse conditions, it really exposes, you know, the wrongs and the vulnerables mm -hmm. and, and, and the risky choices that people may have made or institutions may have made. Listen, strategies, people that are helping you with your money, ideas, plans, they look brilliant when the market is rolling and right. booming. But you really don't always know what's going to happen. And, and, and listen, we can appreciate having some safety and layering some safety because risks don't really pop up until things go wrong. So we want to make sure that when times are good, you know, we might not worry as much. But also, listen, we all know this. Times are not going to be always, always great. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some turbulent times. And we want to make sure that when things do get tough, we protect ourselves as, as best as we can. I think that, boy, when you start to say it like that, then it really starts to become clear to me because you say all the time, the one thing we want to do is build a financial retirement portfolio that is going to be good in good times. It's going to handle the bad times. And it looks like the banks weren't diversified enough, especially the signature bank. They were all in that tech area and they got stung by it. And that's not what we want in our retirement. 100%. You know, so I think, you know, when things are good, when the sun is always shining, you know, we, we sort of tend to let our guard down. We don't think about these things as much as, especially today, right? We've got the debt ceiling. What, you know, people are calling them, hey, should I just take all my money out and, like, literally put in a shoebox? Mm -hmm. We have some trying times. We're always looking for opportunities moving forward. But just understanding your actual tolerance for risk and your ability, if things do go wrong, to withstand the rocky times is is critical. So... You know, one of the things that we talk about is how do I make sure I can replace my paycheck when I stop working because that mm -hmm. paycheck's gone. Mm -hmm. And when things are good, Randy, you know, we've talked about this many times. What's the problem, right? You got a million dollars in your 401k. You need $40,000 a year, but you made 10%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no problem. But when things are going down, when maybe you've had money that you thought was safe in a bank and yet $300,000 and the bank goes under, and you're only covered for two fifty, and you literally overnight lost fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You know how do you how do you sort of bounce back and recover from that? And how do you go on the month after and the month after that and pay your bills? And that's really important for why you need to understand, you know, what risks are affecting you, mm -hmm. and maybe why it's important to work with a financial professional who can take a look at your particular situation, and then provide you with data and analysis. That isn't really distorted by any biases that you might have or your cousin might have, but to really take a look at what the problem is and what the solutions can be. So as I saw these headlines, I thought to myself, well, I don't have any money in, in Signature Bank or First Republic, so this isn't going to affect me. And I see that the market goes down, and that definitely affects me. So, Sam, if these stories continue and more banks start to fail, it's going to cause a little bit of a, a stir in the market yeah. and certainly some nervousness with all of us. How does this actually affect us if this actually continues? Hey, big time. You know, it not only affects the investors of the bank, the customers of the bank, but the economy as a whole, mm -hmm. right? So think about that. It, if a bank collapses and, you know, there's a bunch of things that could happen, but one of them, the first one that I can, that I, I can think of is it reduces access to cash. That's mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. You know, if they can't pay back all the depositors in full, so if you have money in the bank and you didn't get paid back in full, this could mean a sort of, sort of a big you know, down arrow to your 
cash and liquidity as you go into retirement. And another thing is, it, you know, it could lower interest rates in general. If you have a lot of banks that collapse, it can lead to a decrease in the money supply, mm-hmm. which could mean it could lead to lower interest rates. And it can make it very difficult for you as a retiree to earn a decent rate of return on your safe investments. So it seems like there is a kind of a domino effect here is, you know, a bank fails. It affects the market. It affects your 401k. It affects our access to cash. If you have money in that bank, then you're concerned that you're going to lose some of that money if it's more than the FDIC levels right there. And lowering interest rates. I mean, we've been going through a period of time where interest rates are doing nothing but going up. But when you talk about a, a decreased money supply, I mean, then we're talking about inflation and other things. Yeah, in the economy. just like you said, it could be a domino effect, mm-hmm. a, de- a decrease in the money supply can also lead to inflation, right? This can make it very expensive or more expensive for you to buy goods and services. Another domino effect could be job losses, right? Bank collapses, they close, branches close. And if you're that employee in that, in that bank and you were hoping to work another, you know, three to four more years so you can build up your savings, well, guess what? You're out of a job, right? So you might find yourself forced into retirement earlier than you wanted to, which could really put a damper on your savings because it's going to make that money that you have saved that you probably needed for, say, 20 years. Might Now you might need it for 25 years. It's going to have to stretch that. So on top of that, it's just pure stress, right? Increased yeah. stress. The uncertainty, the anxiety caused by bank collapses can really take a toll on all of our sort of just mental and emotional health. If you're listening to this show, you are old enough to remember the savings and loans that used to be everywhere. And now all of a sudden, Sam, they aren't everywhere. That all disappeared. We all remember that. And then we wonder, you know, is this the beginning of something just like that? And and a whole restructuring. And it's almost like that Home Depot mentality, the Walmart mentality, that all of the little ones are going to go away and will be nothing but great big banks. I don't know if that serves our economy and the way our country is structured. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is retiring in today's world is is different, and it just doesn't happen by itself. If you want a good retirement, a stress-free retirement, you have to take some action. And again, Sam, this is what we talk about every single week. The retirement that you are facing is just not the same as it was 20, even 30 years ago. It takes a different kind of planning, doesn't it? It's not your grandfather's retirement. We say it all the time, and it really operates under a new set of rules. So you need a comprehensive plan, a strategy that is fluid enough to move the ebbs and the flows that are happening in today's world. Um, If you're listening, you're surprised at how sort of banks can have a really negative effect if they continue to go under on your retirement, it's really important for us to have a conversation around, hey, are you doing all the right things that you need to be doing and thinking about in retirement. And if you have these questions, this is where Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners comes in. We are here for you to answer those questions, Sam, and do that analysis to see, are you vulnerable to something like this? Precisely. Our 365 retirement plan is not a one-page report. It's a comprehensive plan where we do all of the analysis. Do you have too much money in growth, not enough in protection? Do you have all of your money in the sidelines because you're worried about losing it and you're not thinking about keeping up with inflation? Do you have the opportunity to make sure that, hey, when things are up or down, you can replace your paycheck, taxes, how to invest smarter? All of those things matter as you go into retirement. Give us a call if you want to have a conversation. We're here to answer your questions, 617 9365. Once again, 617-440-9365 or use our website, which is 365retirement.com. You'll see a button up there in the upper right-hand corner says talk to an advisor. You can click on that. It'll open up a calendar right there. You can handle it all right there or just give us a call and we'll handle all that part of it for you. 617-440-9365. Well, we talked a lot about worries about the bank and worries is this going to affect you? But what about some of the other worries? We talk about the different risks of retirement. We're going to kind of go through a list of those that you probably need to account for in your retirement plan. We'll continue with that coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. You buy car insurance in case of an accident. You buy homeowner's insurance in case of a fire. Now, it might not happen, but you just don't know. 
This is Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And when people ask me where the stock market is going, I can honestly say, I just don't know. But that doesn't mean you can't be prepared. Our 365 retirement plan is built for all the variables that we're currently dealing with, like inflation, taxes, interest rates, and up and down markets. It's designed to take the, I just don't know, out of the equation and replace it with, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. If you don't know if your money's going to last through a 25-year retirement, call us to set up a complimentary 15-minute strategy call. 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan from Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, working every day of the year so you don't have to. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. My name is Randy Cook. Each week, we sit down here and talk through some of the things we think that you might be wondering about, because a lot of people are coming into the office saying, Sam, what about the banks? And uh, so we've been kind of dealing with that on the show today, how you should view that, how you should deal with that, and what that discussion brings up. But Sam, you know, banks failing was not even on my radar of things that I was thinking about when planning for retirement, but there are plenty of things and risks and downfalls and headwinds, whatever adjective you want to use yeah. that we really have to account for, isn't there? Yeah, so so many. And I think, you know, with bank failures, I mean, listen, if you invested in as a stockholder, common stockholder in any of these banks, you're not a happy camper. Right. So that goes along with market risk. Market risk is very simple. You put money in the market, one day it will go up, other days it might go down. And how much risk are you willing to? to take. Um, you know, when market risks are in front of us, you know, it can lead to a lot of different things. It can lead to a decrease in the money supply, which can really make it more difficult for, say, business owners to grow because they need to borrow more money from the bank. Now, the banks might be saying, you know what, we really need to save our surplus and we're not going to loan money mm. to new customers, only existing customers. Right. And I know that for a fact that's happening right now. So it can really lead to a slowdown in economic growth. And ultimately, it can hurt the stock market. Mm. Some of these other things, it can, you know, banks collapse. It can lead to a decrease in just overall consumer confidence, which could hurt the stock market. As an example, I bought maybe about a year ago, a good friend of mine runs a bank. I had money as a depositor. They went public. I bought the stock. I went from $10 a share in probably three months to $16 a share. 60% mm -hmm. on my money. So now I'm thinking, I'm, a, I'm so smart, I'm a hero. Well, guess what? The bank is still squeaky clean, doing great. But because of consumer or lack of consumer confidence in the banking world, in the last month, that stock went from 16 to, say, $11. It's lost most of its gain. So- Consumer confidence is is really being affected right now. And then third, you know, bank collapses can just really lead to a decrease in, in the value of bonds, which is a key source of income for many, many retirees. So I, I think that's a key factor that you talk about there, Sam, because many times we'll talk on the show, what is Wall Street feeling? What are they saying on Wall Street? All that kind of thing. The, probably one of the more important indices is how do we feel because mm. if we aren't confident i might not go out and buy a car That's i might exactly not right. go out and buy a new refrigerator i might put that off for a while i might not take that vacation and if i'm not spending money a lot of people aren't spending money that goes into where the economy is doesn't and, it? and i want to cite some very specific timelines in our history where bank collapses have really hurt pretty much everybody not just because you were invested in that stock or you had money in that bank I mean, you talked earlier about the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. The Great Depression was really caused in part by a number of bank collapses. That's why that, that term, run on the bank, sort of came about. You saw pictures of people lining up around the bank, waiting to get their money out. And at that time, the stock market lost 80%, 80% of its value during the Depression. And it took a decade for that money to come back. Yep. The, more recently, the financial crisis in 2008 was also caused by a number of bank collapses. We even remember them. You know, Lehman, just, I think, the largest banks in America all waited in line to take handouts mm -hmm. from the government. So mm -hmm. banks collapsed in 2008. People 
probably don't remember how crazy in terms of fluctuation their values in their portfolios were. But if you take a look at the highest point, which was around, say, September, October of 2007, to the lowest point, which was around March of 2009, so in that sort of year and a half time span, the max market drawdown was about 50%, Randy. Yeah. So if you said, you know what, I'm just going to hang in there and I'll wait for my money to come back, guess what? It did, but it took another 10 years. Yeah. You know, so we want to make sure that people understand that, yeah, just because you don't have money in SVB, yeah, just because you don't, you know, you didn't invest in a bank mutual fund, it could have some negative effects on us if this keeps up. So people might listen to this and say, ah, that's ancient history. Okay, that, yeah, I remember 2000. I remember 2008. I know we went down, but we came back up again. And I would say to you this is, yeah, you're right. It did come back, and we had a big run for about 12 years. Then we've had some bobbles back and forth. But that was, yes, 15, 20 years ago. Now, why is that important? Because you are now 15, 20 years older, and you're that much closer to That's retirement. That's exactly right. And so you don't want to be losing money like you did back then right now because, Sam, that's a disaster as you go into retirement and you're, you're in an economy that's going down and a market that's going down. You're going down a slippery slope there. You can taste retirement. You can feel it. That's the last thing you want to have happen. The other thing I think is really important for people to understand, I mean, regardless of your money in the bank, stocks, or what have you, that when things go bad, it affects everybody. It affects the entire economy as a whole. And if you're nearing retirement or just retired three months ago, something called sequence of returns risks can have a really negative effect on your ability to say, hey, you know what? I'm very confident about staying in retirement. Just picture this, Randy. If you have a million dollars and you were going to take out you know, 30, 40 grand a year, you would probably say, yeah, that's no sweat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to earn 50, 60. I'll take out 30, 40. I'm fine. Well, what if you went into retirement just at the wrong time? And we had another sort of repeat of 2008 when the market went down a couple years in a row, or even 2000 when the tech bubble burst and the markets went down, say, three years in a row. Mm -hmm. So now you got a million bucks. You lose, you know, call it 100 grand, 10%. You take out 30, 40. You now have, you know, 870 or so. It goes down another 10%. You take out another 30, 40. goes down another 10%. You get my you, yeah. you sort of get the writing on the wall here. It's not a hole you want to get yourself into. It's very hard to get out of that hole. So we're talking about the different risks in this segment here of going into retirement, how we need to accommodate for those. The best way to do that is to build a financial plan. We call it a 365 retirement plan. And Sam, as that discussion continues to unfold, then I know there's a question that it comes across the table. How long did your parents live? What's the longevity like in your family? Because as we say, it's not our grandfather's retirement. Many times our grandfather made it to about 65 and died at 66. <laughs> yeah. And that isn't happening as much anymore. People are living into their 90s and 100s now, and that means that money has to go all that much further. Yeah, good news, bad news here. You know, longevity. And the good news is most of us are living longer. You know, we're taking better care of ourselves. I'm in my mid-50s, late 50s, and I'm taking vitamins and stretching and, you know, all of those things that I didn't do 10 years ago. Uh, I know plenty of people that are well into their 90s. I have clients that are 100, 101, my dad lived to 97. My mom passed away at 95. I got good genes, right? Mm -hmm. So my longevity sort of time span on this earth could be longer than quote unquote average. Mm -hmm. That's the good news. The bad news is now we have something called longevity risk, which is very simple. In plain English, your money has to last that much longer. Mm -hmm. And if you're really not diversified enough going into retirement, heading into retirement, the first two risks that we talked about, market risk and sequence returns risk, could really cause you to sort of run into this longevity risk situation. Now, you might be thinking you have enough money, you have enough savings to withdraw, you know, X percentage from your portfolio through, you know, whatever age you think. But if market risks, as we talked about first time, sequence returns risk, as we talked secondly, takes a large chunk of your portfolio in the first few years of retirement, now, all of a sudden, you might be outliving your money and thinking about, well, you know, what, what was left over? Is that going to last me as long as I need it to? Which really can 
put you in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, that social security check is not a... It's not going to be enough. not going to be enough, yeah. yeah. I mean, the average social security check in this country is about $1,600, $1,700 a month. If you were to wait till 67, 70 years old, it might get up to about 2000 or so. But think about yourself right now. How much money do you spend a month? Can you make it on $2,000 a month? Probably not. And, uh, and that's why we really need to account for more going into our retirement years. Well, Sam, we're talking about the headwinds, the the things that get in the way of our retirement planning, the things that get in the way of our savings, the, the the leak in our bucket, so to speak, the things that are going out. And one of them is Uncle Sam. He has constantly got his hand in our bucket and, and the hole's getting bigger there because taxes, I can't see taxes going down. In my lifetime, taxes have not gone down. Taxes just continue to go up. Yeah, taxes and overall government risks. We're seeing it right now, Randy. You turn on the news. What are they talking about? The debt ceiling. The debt ceiling. Let's you know, move the, it up so we can spend more. We can let's increase that credit line on your credit card so you can go spend some more recklessly yeah. and not pay and just pay the the you know the minimum payment every month. Well, you and I both know that's you're never going to pay off that debt. You're only kicking the can down the road. And you know I wouldn't want to be thinking about hey if that were to happen and the government can't meet its obligations, well. What's going to happen to my Social Security check? There you go. I was counting on that $3,000 a mm-hmm. month for the rest of my life. Now they're telling me it's going to be $2,000 a month because they have to cut benefits. What's going to happen with Medicare benefits? You know, I can go to the doctor. You know, I have a heart attack. They're going to fix me up and patch me up and send me in my way. And it's not going to cost me anything other than maybe a small deductible. Now it's going to, you know, they're going to max out in Medicare benefits, have a cap of such and such dollar. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to chase me for the rest of that operation, that cost of that operation. This can happen. It could happen if the government runs out of money or if the government just simply says, you know, listen, we need to make some changes to the programs that we've had in place for many, many years. For instance, Social Security. They're not, it's, it's not a guessing game. They already told us by 2033, expect less. Expect about 77 cents on the dollar. In fact, just recently we... Did a show a few weeks ago talking about how the government is now saying, hey, you know what? We might need to accelerate that. It might not be 2033. It might be like 2032, which if you think about that, it's less than 10 years away. Right. You know, so it's a real, real concern. So as you think about your own household budget, if you needed more money to go someplace, you would say, I got to do two things. I've either got to make more money or I've got to cut back on my spending so I can funnel some more money over here. Government's not really good at that second part, but they are really good at the first part. And that say, we just need more money and they raise taxes. So we can all see that happening in the future, Sam. I can so clearly see it. I think it's not going to be anything that our parents taught us, which is, Hey, put money aside in that 401k plan, defer the taxes, Randy, because when you retire, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. I can't imagine that's going to happen. As we actually, we know that when the, the old sort of the Trump tax law phases out and sunsets, we're going to have increased taxes in just two years. Mm -hmm. So we know that. I think it's really important for people to understand that you should think be having a sort of a number of things that you can protect yourself from government risks. You know, one of them, of course, is to save more money for retirement. This will really help you reduce your reliance on Social Security and Medicare benefits. But the other way is to just diversify your investments. This will really help you reduce risks of losing money if the government changes these programs. One of the things that you can consider if you're looking to create reliable income for your lifetime, is the purchase of an income annuity, which is essentially creating your own pension through an insurance product that will provide you guaranteed income for life. These strategies in the last two years, with what's been happening with, you know, before when the pandemic started and the markets went down, people are saying, well, you know, how am I going to pay for retirement? How am I going to pay for all those things that I want to do and forget about my essential expenses like a mortgage, how am I going to pay for all those things? Statistics have shown that in the last two and a half years, people putting money in insurance companies, buying their own paycheck through an annuity has increased something like 27%. The last time this much money went into that sector of, of products, guess what? It was 2008 when people were nervous. 
So as we go toward our retirement and we wonder and we worry about the whole thing, Sam, what happens if the market goes down? What happens if the bank goes down? What if taxes go up? All these different things. We need our income to go up. That's really what we're looking for here because, boy, that solves a lot of ills if you have the income to handle all of these things. So, Sam, there's just a lot out there to deal with, and sometimes it just gets, I feel like I'm over my skis, and I just don't know what to do. Randy, there are so many firms out there that do a good job but most of these big box firms they're talking about just increasing your rate of return they're not talking about sort of the holistic approach to retirement how do i replace my paycheck as well as earn a better rate on my money so if you're looking for a show to show you how to you know get rich overnight or just trying to find somebody to you know buy and sell and make as much money as possible we're not that mm -hmm. you know there are a lot of firms out there but we really focus our attention on providing the best service possible to people hoping to retire, say, in the next, you know, five years or so. And if you're looking for somebody that will just simply sort of beat the market, again, as I said, we're not that. But if you're looking for some folks that's going to help you invest smarter, layer in protection, reduce your taxes, talk about estate planning and health care, we'd love to have a conversation with you. And, you know, we can set up a call, take maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes out of your day, to see if some of the things that you're looking to do, what your concerns are, matches up with our expertise. If that's what you're looking for is to develop that plan, we call it a 365 retirement plan and just give you a roadmap to how do I do this in retirement? When should I take money from here? When should I do this with taxes? This is exactly what we're talking about, Sam. How do they get in touch with us? Give us a call. Very simple, right? The old-fashioned way. Pick up the phone, 617 440 Nine three sixty five. If you're listening, to, you know, late at night on the podcast, or maybe you're listening this weekend, there'll be an operator standing by. Tell them your name, your phone number, your email. We'll send you to confirm. We'll set up a time, and we'll have that very intelligent conversation to see what you need. If our expertise matches that, and if that's the case, then we can schedule a more in depth complimentary meeting to talk about strategy. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. Or use our website, 365retirement.com. We'll take a break. Come right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. You buy car insurance in case of an accident. You buy homeowner's insurance in case of a fire. Now, it might not happen, but you just don't know. This is Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And when people ask me where the stock market is going, I can honestly say, I just don't know. But that doesn't mean you can't be prepared. Our 365 retirement plan is built for all the variables that we're currently dealing with, like inflation, taxes, interest rates, and up and down markets. It's designed to take the, I just don't know, out of the equation and replace it with, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. If you don't know if your money's going to last through a 25-year retirement, call us to set up a complimentary 15-minute strategy call. 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan from Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, working every day of the year so you don't have to. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang of Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Online, you can find us at 365 retirement.com. And Sam, we've really dug in pretty deep today about the banking crisis and the worries that people have. They're coming in, they're saying, should this be something I'm worried about because I see more banks going down? And we've kind of looked into it today and said, here's why it happened. Here's what you can do about it. Here's how you cannot make the same mistake that the bank did because they are not a good retirement saver. I'll tell you that here right now. But uh, just, just talking about, Sam, you can't have all your eggs in one basket, can you? I think the most important takeaway here and the key takeaway is, Randy, just stay informed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's things will always change. We'll have some fantastic weeks, months and years, and then we'll have some, you know, sort of challenges and difficult times and headwinds. But just stay informed. It's important to stay informed about everything, your financial markets, the economy. This will really help you make more informed decisions about your investments in your retirement planning. You know, for us, for our clients, we have review meetings with our clients often, some, you know, more frequent than others, but at a minimum, you know, once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that 
their concerns are addressed, whether it's like things that's going on right now, banking situations, or it could be healthcare concerns, it could be estate planning tips. You know, we're in the business to help build long-term relationships with our clients to help them, you know, not only achieve their goals, but get to retirement and then through and enjoy a successful and confident retirement. You might get into a conversation with your friends and they might talk about this and then somebody says, well, here's what my guy says and here's what my guy says or here's what my gal says. And then you say to yourself, I don't have a guy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have anybody. So let's get that relationship going. Give us a look on our website, 365retirement.com or give us a call. 617-440-9365. All right, now the most important few minutes of the program here, because if we didn't do this, my mom would whack me in the forehead. Saving the best for last. Yes, That's right. it is Mother's Day weekend. And boy, the role that moms play in our country, in our lives, is probably, Sam, the most important job that there is in the whole world, isn't Huge. it? 100%. You know, I miss my parents dearly. My dad was a great provider, a good dad, just great, you know, sort of mentor. He supported me in many different ways. But your mother is your mother, you know? Mm-hmm. And they both passed away some years ago. And not to say that I don't think about my dad. I do think about my dad. But I think about my mom all the time. Yeah. You know, I miss my mom a lot. And, you know, to my wife, Eileen, she's a great mother, great spouse, great partner. I know my kids love me, my four children, but they really <laughs> love my wife, you know? <laughs> like, you just look on the phone bill. They talk to my wife more than they talk to probably anybody. Yeah. So... Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all those moms out there. But as we're talking about sort of mother's role in retirement, you know, 90% of women someday will be solely responsible for their finances mm-hmm. at some point in their lives. You know why? Because they live longer. Yep. It's that simple. Sam, you've told me on a number of occasions that you sit down with Eileen once a year and say, okay, this is what happens if I'm gone. This is how you're taken care of. This is where the money is. And you have that conversation. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I have a little cheat sheet. You know, here are the insurance policies. Here are the numbers. Here's the phone numbers. Here's the account numbers. Here's how much it's worth. Here's what we have in the market of fidelity. Here's the, you know, the bank account numbers. Here's what we have in CDs. And Here's what we have in income annuities and you know, all of those things. And and I sort of go back into the days of, of being a younger person and just sort of listening to your folks. And my dad was always, you know, he was the go-getter. He was the provider. He went out to work, came home. My mother, you know, she was an intelligent woman, elementary school principal, ended her career in the hospital. But she came home and, you know, put an apron on and cooked dinner, mm-hmm. right? That was the old-fashioned way of sort of raising your family. My mother, not that she wasn't interested. Well, maybe she wasn't interested, but my dad took care of the finances. And I, I'll never forget as my, my dad was, you know, passing uh, as he was getting ill and getting to the, to the end of the road. He would always say, hey, you know, your mother's going to be here for a while because she's a little bit younger than me. Just make sure you take care of her, you know. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand how that relationship with your spouse. We see a lot of people similar, you know, the the husband sort of plays the role of the economist and the financial guy, and then the wife, she just maybe pays the bills, but really doesn't have a deep understanding of what happens when the market goes down to your fidelity account. Doesn't have a deep understanding of, you know, when the market goes down, the money that you have over here and, you know, fixed annuities or CDs or, or you know, safe investments. Well, guess what? You, you might not make a lot, but you're not going to lose money. So it's important to sort of bring, bring your spouse into the loop, bring your mom into the loop. When I think about, it's easy to say all the lessons I learned from dad, but you know what? The one financial lesson, and it's a great story with my mom. When uh, I was growing up, we didn't have a grocery store right near our our home. It was it was miles away. We had to go to another town to go to the grocery store. And that was the time when you went back to the butcher who was in the back, you know, in the meat cabinet and all that thing. And they wrapped everything in white paper for you. And, and then you went up and then you paid for it at the cashier. We got home. So it was I think it was probably about seven miles to go to the grocery store. And then we would come back. And I was, gosh, I bet I was probably six years old. Mm. And my mom was, says, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And she looked at the receipt and she found that they didn't charge her for the meat. Hmm. And she said, we got to go back. I go, what? And she got me in the car. We drove seven miles back over to the grocery store. And she went up to the manager and she showed him the receipt. And he said, oh, my gosh, if you hadn't come back, that cashier 
at that, right, would have had to pay for all of that. What a good life lesson that yeah. was, huh? And yeah. she, he said, thank you so much, and gave her a gallon of ice cream. For your to, da- your to dad probably would have kept driving, right? <laughs> probably right. <laughs> yeah. Bank error in my favor. Uh, uh, you know? But mom took us all the way back there and went to the manager and did that. And it was a lesson in finance. It was a lesson in honesty. It was just a great, and I'll never, ever forget that. And that was almost 60 years ago when that took place, but I'll never forget that. Our moms should be a part of financial planning. Uh, our wives should be a part of our financial planning because so often men will leave this world before they will, and they will need to be taken care of. You need to make those arrangements. That's why it's so important to have that conversation. So, Sam, as we kind of bring the show to a close here, uh, let's just talk about how everybody can get in touch with you to have that conversation. Very easy. First step is just to recognize, hey, you know what? I need some help. I want to have a conversation with somebody that's a professional in helping people retire It's not going to fix by itself. You know, if you look back, you probably put more time into planning your last vacation than you did for the next 20, 25 years of your life. So have that conversation. We can be reached at 617-440-9365. The first step is to set up a 15-minute call to talk with us to see if your concerns matches our expertise. And if that is the case... We will schedule a complimentary first meeting where we take a much deeper dive, get to know your situation, look at your statements, your money, your savings, where it is, and then ultimately make specific recommendations at the how you can put yourself in a better position for a confident retirement. 617-440-9365. Again, 617-440-9365. Or real easy, 365retirement.com. If you came in on the end of the show, the whole show's on our podcast, which is on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Just look up the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Mother's Day weekend, and we'll see you next weekend here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For a complimentary meeting and to build your personalized 365 retirement plan, contact Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.